Welcome, dear listener, to a very special Crombies. Tonight, we should be looking at Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Welcome, dear listener, to a very special Crombies. My name is Hugh. I don't believe in magic, Wombat. My name is Dr. James Evans Esquire. Wherever we're going, it sure as hell ain't 1939. Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, we uh, we, are coming back to our irregular um, Mm. series, uh, the fourth spin-off, I believe it is. Of uh, of um, very special crumbies when we well, it's, pick a it's the inaug- it's the inaugural year of very special crumbies and I've quite enjoyed it, it actually I mean you know the two films that we've chosen are are just films that we think well it'd be quite fun to talk about wouldn't it exactly we've now reached that that stage when we're just you know branching out in all sorts of directions and we I guess very special crumbies is for more contemporaneous films um, yeah, that we that don't fit into the yeah. the normal canon of either yeah. a theme uh, the past things things that weren't appreciated all this kind of stuff just films that have been out this year so. Yeah. Um, a very we're just riffing, don't we? We're just riffing. That's it. Now we're, we're, we're now in our fifth year, and uh, <laughs> we're under the mood albums. We're not. We're, well, you know, we're 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 at the end of our fifth year. End of our fifth year. Heading so, into our sixth year, if my maths are right. Indeed, yes. Six often follows five. You know, because this is a a, a very um uh new release. And the same same with Oppenheimer as well. I'm not so sure that we should go too much into the um into the synopsis no no we we, we uh have we've been uh schooled in the hard knocks of quick synopses now yeah. so we're, we're we, gonna yeah, just rattle through this uh, so there may be some spoilers for mm. uh, indiana jones 5 but uh you but know screw you <laughs> <laughs> not at all don't how dare you insult our three uh, <laughs> listeners of which are spread across this uh marvelous world of ours mm. anyway we'll begin uh the year is uh 1944 uh and uh it's uh in uh German, a German-occupied castle, filled with filled with you know lovely um, stolen treasure, uh, and as they're they're packing all this kind of you know paraphernalia and and uh, mystical things up, they also catch a prisoner who's got a bag over his head, but it's whipped off, and is... it's it's uh, it's an Indiana Jones, a contemporaneous Indiana Jones. It's a classic. Um, it's it's um, it's classic Indiana Jones, isn't it? It's classic. that classic kind of setting. Yeah, then the Nazis have got a load of stuff. He's got to punch them all until they don't have it anymore. They stick it on a train, and they, they so Indy and his and his his um his compadre, a um a studious uh, professor from England called Basil, played by Toby Jones. Yeah, um, which you know really you could just say is Toby Jones. You go, oh yeah, he's probably a professor who's not very good at fighting who stumbles yeah. after Indy because that's what you because that's what you cast Toby Jones as. Uh, uh, anyway, oh, yeah. so it's the same way that it's the same way that you'd cast um. The guy in the um, the propeller in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's a, it's just the same. It's the it's the reason why you'd cast Denim Elliott as well, isn't it? Yeah. I say the guy in the propeller is Pat Roach. How dare you? Was that was that Pat Roach? That was Pat Roach who played. We'll come to the we'll come to Pat Roach because I had a note on Pat Roach. But Pat Roach <laughs> was both the beefy German aviator that got chopped with a propeller, and also the uh, the the thuggy cult with a, a bit oh, of crazy brown guy. Same guy um, who who fights him and gets chopped up in the kind of the uh, the, the the grinding machine. So yeah, um, it was oh, a thing fine. where Indy would have to have a fist fight with Pat Roach in whatever guise and ethnicity was required. <laughs> well, we might get onto that as as. Um... 
as we uh, as we discuss um, Jonathan Reese Davis. But actually, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the guy at the start who um, the start of the very first Indiana Jones where he oh, has to my, get on my the pet plane. Snake Reggie. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Sorry, now, that's sorry. played by Philip Kaufman, who is he? Yeah, is the executive director of all of the Indiana Jones films and the wow. writer of the first film. My goodness. Also, I like the fact you described a pilot as the propeller guy. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of the word. Plane. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we're, we're in this quick recap. <laughs> we started talking about Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, haven't we? Indian, Indian, uh, Indian Basil, uh, you know, racing on this train. They thought they were getting the Spear of Longinus, which is some kind of you know mystical thing, but it's yeah. fake. And what they actually discover was the uh, was the Antikythera, which is some kind of um, ancient Greek computer that's in the in the case of uh, the the antagonist of this show, a German astrophysicist, Jürgen Wöhler. Uh, played by Mads yeah. Mikkelsen, um, as you'd expect. Uh, I don't Although know why he's I, Danish. I, yes, <laughs> I don't know why you say, as you'd expect a Danish to play a German. No, I was, I was, no, I was saying as you expect, you know, a kind of slightly sinister guy with oh, an see. accented Central European accent. <laughs> you'd get Mads Mikkelsen to do it. <laughs> yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I suppose, yeah. yeah. And the fact that um, I see you're enjoying that Tafera Rocher there, James. Oh, delicious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Again, they got an astrophysicist to deal with the Spear of Longinus. So I guess, you know, it's 1944 and Germany's running short of experts on things. So it's like, who can we yeah. get to do this ancient bit of architecture? Astrophysicist, I guess. Actually, also, good, yeah. good, good remembering, Hugh, the names of these things. Well, I've got notes here. I'm in my, my, my weekend at Crombie's notepad that you got me for my birthday present five years ago. It's, it's obviously well thumbed <laughs> if you're still using it five years later. <laughs> I use both sides of the page, you see. Oh, there we go. I mean, like all parts of the buffalo are used. Anyway, so <laughs> so this this train is going along. India has lots of adventures. Again, he they they managed to def up all the Nazis and make their daring escape with the Antikythera. So it's basically half a Greek computer, like a big clockworky thing that yeah. um, Archimedes devised, but it's only half of it. Um, so then, flash forward a uh, quarter of a century to uh, in 1969 and if you're wondering how i know that it's because it's really plastered everywhere yeah, they mention it a lot don't they <laughs> it literally it's um <laughs> I, yeah we'll come to the theme but it's just like um remember in the uh when D- french and saunas did the house of elliot riff and it's like yeah. they kept saying like well we are in the interwar years here <laughs> and it's like they wake up to like a beatles thing blaring out and then yeah, there's a moon landing this, parade yeah, and then there's, there's an anti-vietnam Bowie parade in the yeah <laughs> Yeah, there is, and I like Indy, yeah, Indy like throws on a T-shirt saying "Class of 1969." <laughs> yeah, one of the CIA agents has got a massive afro. Yeah, so in case any any doubt at all, it is 1969. <laughs> um, so Indy's in a bit of a bad way. He's um, uh, they well, he's yeah, old. Not at least because they 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 insist on having a shot of Harrison Ford just in his boxer shorts, which yes. I think was meant to show you know Indy's still got. I'm thinking, Indy's Indy's no, seen a lot of I, I don't think it means that. I think it's is there to show the how he has aged oh, really? i think it's there to show that he hasn't got it anymore he's mission an accomplished <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> it's, i mean it's quite reassuring although here we are bemoaning that i mean he's still got a better physique than i do oh yeah he's like a piece of gristle he's got yeah. the muscles anyway yeah, exactly. so indy is doing generally old man things he's banging on the neighbors telling him to shush he's not very interested in you know things like moon landings or stuff his wife uh, marion who he again you haven't seen the uh, the, the, the previous indie film be married her that, not, was the, no. that was not the that was the emotional that was the emotional climax um, his son Matt shirley has been killed in the vietnam war so indy is in a bad way and he's lonely he's, 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 he's no one's paying attention in his archaeology classes anymore he's retired from the he's at like a college he's at a college isn't he he's not really at he's university not even he on a lovely, seem to be 
there's no Ivy League campus anymore. It's just in a central New York university. I'm sure yeah. it's a very nice one, um, but oh, it's not sure. it's, it's not the Ivy League campuses he used to frequent. No, um, no one's very interested in his stuff. Um, and he's even, don't worry, I, I noticed this, he's so undervalued, they're letting him retire in what appears to be mid-semester because like, he's <laughs> yeah. he teaches a class and then he retires. Again, shouldn't they take him to the exams or something? Isn't there a point yeah. when... I didn't think of that, but you're right, actually. Yeah, like, he, ret- yeah. he retires after, just straight after a class yeah, before yeah. they've had their exams or anything. <laughs> he walks into a little banner and a cake so bye bye he's like okay um, so oh i'm retiring am i i mean good luck with that class they won't pay much attention but i'm sure they'll miss him next week but it's like uh what's in the test sir? <laughs> anyway so indy uh again he's so jaded you know he throws away his gold clocks he's not really care but he is he is met up in the street by um a young woman played by phoebe waller bridge um yeah. helena um helena kind of i think she uh she takes him for a drink uh, and eventually you know he recognizes her as his goddaughter. She well, she's the, the only uh, one paying attention in the class, isn't she? She's in the class. She's that she's it. crept in she's and she's answering in. all of his questions and stuff. That's like it. That. She she's yes she's pretend to be a star student. She's actually yeah. in her thirties and is a is a yeah an accomplished archaeologist in her own right um and many other things which we'll get into. But she she takes him for a drink and then she reveals she's not just an eager member of his archaeology class. She is his goddaughter, the uh, mm. the daughter of Basil, um who is now passed on um but she uh you know she's taken on the family business of being into the the things of the past um <laughs> do you mean an archaeologist <laughs> well it's more than that it's, it's all the stuff it's around so, it because yeah. uh uh she is she's very interested in you know where, where is this uh this antique affair that you, yeah. you boys found because it's the arcana of it all isn't it it's not just the archaeology it's the myth and the legend of it all indeed because we get we'll come to this this antique affair which we can just call the dial because it because yeah. i think even the, film, the film got tired of calling it that too it did it's the, the, the mad archimedes magic dial archimedes of course being a, a fantastic um mathematician um, of his age um this is where this is where we have a couple of leaps in logic here is that um archimedes you know was a good mathematician check uh yeah. he he invented an antiquifera which also check um yeah this this thing he used to, tr- to track patterns in you know in in the earth's movements okay okay, okay. Um, well you know that's not beyond the realm no, of possibility. no and and these patterns also discovered fishes in time so like, eh. what <laughs> excuse me uh, so this is the thing it's like the archimedes or the dial didn't create or invent these fishes they're just there um yeah. so that so it's like they're just there yeah exactly and he, yeah. The, the, the the dial just um finds them. ironically as well coincidentally fishes in time is um phil collins third solo album <laughs> <laughs> would it be great if it just beep, 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 was a record store <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, so this this is this is one of the leaps. We'll come into the analysis, but this is the leap: is that they, there are such things as fishes in time, which nobody seems to question. No, all that question never been mentioned ever before. No, but in the history just, of the world, no, uh, or, or apparently used in any way. No one's accidentally gone through a fisher in time with any no. proof, even though they're not, not hidden particularly, no, are they? Just, as we will come there. on to. They're just they're there. there. You know, they're just up fishers. in the sky. <laughs> we assume they could be on the ground too if Archimedes could track oh, them. Suppose, we don't, yeah, yeah, they true. just they're yeah. fishers. They could be anywhere. <laughs> Um, so the, the the like the big question of you know is this real is not that there are fishes but can this computer find them? Um, yeah, it, so. it accepts without question <laughs> the Fisher conundrum. Yeah, it's more like, <laughs> the case of can this you know I'd say if, um, ancient Greek clockwork work it out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but so we've we've got a chase on our hands because you know um, 
Indy and Basil said that the dial was lost in the river when they jumped off the train all those years ago, but it wasn't really. Um, it was uh, Indy, um, Indy. Basil took it firsthand, basically studied it until he went mad. And then Indy intervened <laughs> and took it off him and mm. said, I'll take it to destroy it. But didn't destroy it, just you know, shoved it in a, in a cupboard. In the, in the, Why in, didn't in, he destroy it? He because bangs on, yeah, but he bangs on in the movie about things should be in museums, but then all he does is shove it in a cupboard. Well, it's in a it's in a university cupboard, so it's like a museum. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, gathering dust. Well, it's the Ark of the Covenant thing, isn't it? It's like if you yeah, don't it do something, file it away. Someone <laughs> yeah, else is brilliant. Uh, you know what? I know that this isn't Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, but that might be the best final scene of a film ever made. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> it's a brilliant, brilliant. It's like you've had you've had chases, you've had explosions, you've had the wrath of God, <laughs> and now bureaucracy wins. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. You can't oh. beat that scene. Absolutely classic, classic. Anyway, so in a, in a nod to that, I guess it's been filed away. Um, yeah. And then Helena kind of some, lets something drop. Um, like, I knew you didn't destroy it. And then he's like, how did you even know I took it away to destroy it? She's like, uh, uh, um, yeah. revealing that Helena knows a lot more about the dial than she's letting on. Um, at which point, I guess, um, they're attacked by German agents um, because uh, Herr, Herr Voller, um, being an astrophysicist, he's back, isn't he? Yeah, being an astrophysicist, he's more used useful to the rocket program than he yeah, was to anything else. So he he sent the astronauts into space, didn't he? Yeah, in a, Ver, in a in a Werner von Braun move, uh, America yeah. kind of recruited him, brought him over to America, naturalized him, and basically said, "Yeah, design us rockets to get well, to the moon." Operation Paperclip, isn't it? Operation the... Paperclip, yeah, indeed. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So he's there with a couple of goons um, that you know just do nothing but look menacing and try and kill people. He's also teamed up for the, with the CIA. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. I can't. That's I, never really yeah. explained either. No, uh, other than the fact he's connected with the government. You know, mm. he's gonna, he was meant to shake hands with the president all this kind of for being a rocket. And he scientist. didn't. And he didn't. They've also got a CIA agent there whose main purpose is to basically knock the guns out of the goon's hand saying, can't <laughs> shoot that person. Um, yeah, until, she gets until, her comeuppance. Yeah, she's basically murdered halfway through the plot with having contributed nothing to it other than a very attractive afro. Like she's, she's, well, of course she's murdered halfway through the film. She's black. You know, black, <laughs> didn't make black it to the actors final just don't make it to the final cut. No, they don't. They don't. Not in films like this. You did hope she'd have something more to do than just, you know, knock pistols out of her hand saying, don't shoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she get, get, get exasperated. Yeah. Um, anyway, Herr Voller and his goons, and sometimes the CIA, sometimes not, chase after Indy and Helena. There's like lots of chases and escapes. Again, yeah. through through she the steals uh, it though, doesn't she? She gets it. She gets it. it. She gets the half. I don't mean she half. gets it like she gets punched. She gets the dial. She gets it and then buggers off to uh, to is it to, to um, not Tripoli, to Tan Tangier. Oh, Tangiers, that's Tangier. it. Yeah. Beyond with the T with three T's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes to Tangier because she wants to sell it. Because what we've worked out is Helena is not an enthusiastic archaeologist. She's more just like um yeah she she gets the pieces and sells them at a profit. She's like a, a, a vulture offer. She scavenges these pieces and sells them because she's very cynical, or is she? But she is. Uh, she, <laughs> she's very guided by money. Um, and well, so she, yeah, she is. To, to begin with, she is. Yes. Anyway, you think it might you know. be an arc there, but she, yes. yeah. so she goes off to Tangier. Indy again involves a certain amount of what, quite a lot of chasing and quite a lot of riding horses through subway stations. Well, yeah, and... yeah, that's it. Because he he, he, uh, yeah. he he interrupts the um, the parade for the astronauts, doesn't mm. he? Um, and which, then he interrupts if, an anti-Vietnam parade. If, yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Doesn't which he? is just if, bad parade planning in New York. It's like yeah. Why have... would you have two of them at the same time? Yeah, that's they ridiculous. should get each other's way. Why would you? And also. You've got one which is very um, patriotic, and you've got one which is almost the opposite. Yeah, I, that wouldn't be allowed. I don't remember in the news 
anything about an astronaut and an anti-Vietnam parade happening at the same time. And I, I certainly it's... don't remember it being disrupted by a man on a horse. Yeah, I think it's possible some of this was made up for the purposes <laughs> of the film. So after a very long chase, um, in which, again, Jonathan Rhys Davis as, as Salah makes a brief appearance to punch someone and say, good luck, Indy. That's it's quite good, it. though, because, you know, he's on a horse and he's on the he's on the New York subway. Yeah, it's yeah. quite it's quite, you know. It does. It does kind of, you know, harken back to India as a cowboy, um, which is really what, hmm. he, what, he, what he's most closest to. Is like yeah, the uh, the American secret agent slash yeah. cowboy. Um, so we, in Indy has to then go chasing after Tangier um, without the aid of a little red line across the map this time. Um, so he uh, he just flies there. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> got a lot uh, of money, given that he just lives in a like a, what looks like a one bedroom apartment. Might just well, it's quite yeah. expensive in New York, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, also, there's that thing that he's again, as as the Nazis came for to, to steal the Grafikos, they killed a few of his colleagues, and he's now framed for murder. But that's so, that's a minor. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a minor yeah. point. Yeah, and if, yeah. But also, the other thing is, this is where I got a bit confused as well. So we've got the what's it called? The Arkith. What's it called? Uh, the uh, I had it until you said it. Uh, the, well, let's let's the, call it the, the dial. Antica, the Antikythera, the dial. So then, what's the Grafikos? The Grafikos. You, you know, you're entirely right to be confused. So the uh, because the, it's the, just it's just dropped into the conversation. Then yeah, the Grafikos is instructions to find the other half of the dial. So it's right. you go find a thing it, before it? you can find another thing. Yeah. As as again, Ron Weasley notably said in the final Harry Potter. So we've got a quest to find a thing so we can find the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what the Graphicos is. The Graphicos is just instructions to find the other bit of the dial. Yeah, it's a map, isn't it? It's a map. It's it's the equivalent of the uh, the gold medallion that yeah. he got to find the staff of Ra yeah. and whatever. So, but before they can do that, they have this entire chasing in Tangier because, of course, um, Helena is is auctioning off the the Graphicos. Um, so she's not that interested in, in finding it, it appears, because she can make a lot of money and get out from under her debts. She's got and a sidekick she, now. She, she's auctioning off the dial. Yeah, so she's going to sell the dial. Um, with and Brad- the Graphicos. She didn't have the Graphicos yet. <laughs> it's just the dial. Oh, she's, okay. just, she's just selling the dial. She's got a, a teenage sidekick, as as you do, called Teddy. Um, and he come from as well? And that was a bit weird. Again, it, where she she found him short to round, her, isn't it? It's short round, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the short hand, isn't it? He's short round. <laughs> uh, um, she found yeah. him trying to steal her wallet, so yeah, maybe she adopted him. Um, so he's her sidekick. Holy smokes, Indy. Um, and and they. Uh, in Tangier, of course, the, the Nazis arrive, um, various Tangier goons arrive. There's much chasing around and shooting and stuff. But the episode there is, is lots of tuk-tuks. Lots of tuk-tuks. Uh, Vola ends up with the graphic, with, with not the graphic, sorry, with the <laughs> with the dial. Vola gets the dial. I don't think this is a particularly complicated film. But there's just a lot of words in it, isn't there? There's just weird stuff happening. Vola gets the dial and gets away, but haha, they can they somehow think just getting the Graphikos is enough. So they've got to now go to Greece to do a, a, a dive for a Roman ship that has the Graphikos, which I don't know why it should contain the instructions, but let's assume it does, because everyone's very, everyone's very keen on the idea that it yeah. will. Um, well, the captain is um, Antonio Banderas. And Ronaldo a, Antonio Banderas. In a very underwhelming role. <laughs> Massively kind of does underwhelming. Nothing. Yeah, he, he's there. You think, oh, there's some Jacques Cousteau action coming up yeah. here. Well, you think, because uh, it's Antonio Bounty, that, well, he must do something in the film. He's on the no. poster. <laughs> yeah, he's like third. He's third in the cast list. Yeah, so anyway. You think, well, he does nothing. <laughs> so they, they dive, get the Graphicos, come back. Um, Vola turns up, kills Antonio Banderas. That's how important <laughs> his role is. He's in it for about 10 minutes. Yeah, and then Indy, Helen and Teddy jump on again with a bit of throwing dynamite. They jump onto a boat and race away um, yeah. with the Graphicos tablet, which they then melt but down. The, by, the, by which time they've told they've told um, they've told the Nazis that you know to to go the wrong way. Yeah. Except that then 
Because that was a very clever moment. It's like, oh, they she because because um they, they haven't worked. Gun, yeah. They haven't gunpoint, and Helena says, "I'm going to read the Graphicos." Oh, here's oh, he goes. So basically, points towards Egypt, and yeah. then they realise the Graphicos. You know, if you melt down the wax, the true instructions yeah. are beneath it. Ha ha! But <laughs> the, the Nazis <laughs> just, just look just at the way they're off. going. Yeah. <laughs> if it even says, they go. Well, it just goes. They're heading west. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's so, follow. <laughs> so they were fooled for three seconds that precious time they bought themselves that's so weird uh, but again it's it's whether this was you know, bad writing or harken back to the fact that in raiders they're sent to the wrong place they're not yeah, sitting... yeah. like there's, there's so much here that is like they did that in this film didn't they yeah, but, but it doesn't make any sense in this film um so yeah so Voller with his, his mega brain by dint of looking out the window and seeing the way the boat is driving <laughs> <laughs> works out they're going towards Sicily um, they then go into what I assume is a, um, an actual uh, tourist at the ear of Dionysus Cavern um, so there's, it is, yeah. there's, some, there's some cavern action here where uh, India and Helena going to creep into the tomb Teddy's been kidnapped mm. the Germans uh, who are also in Sicily and nosing around um, they, they kind of yeah, once they get inside you know, the caverns and the catacombs they get deep into Archimedes tomb there's some traps to, to get away and they, they arrive at the tomb uh, and they find the other half of the Graphicos yippee the uh, and of course, yeah. at this point, yeah, in am I right? In, in escaping from them after they've killed uh, Antonio Banderas, they've got the other half too. They nicked it back off them. There's um, there's so much kind of you know switchy switchy. Yeah, <laughs> but now they've got. It doesn't the, matter, does it? Not really. No, they've got they've, <laughs> they've got they've got. It may be the the Nazis still have the other half of the dial. No one seems that bothered about it because they all know that in the end the, the paths are getting reunited and someone's yeah. going to do it. Yeah, but they find Archimedes' tomb, didn't they? They do, yes. And Archimedes is wearing a wristwatch, and he's got a. He is, you think, what's going on? And the um, the the um, the sculpting on the side of the tomb has a a propellered dragon of some sort. A phoenix. Of phoenix. Phoenix. That's it. Yeah, but it's got propellers. You think what? I, I At that point, that I was phoenix thinking Phoenix was a was a ancient Greek bird either, but <laughs> that's no. the least of their worries. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so yes, the, the, there's there's strange stuff is happening it on is, Archimedes. Yeah. Tomb. yeah, Archimedes is wearing a wristwatch. Yeah. Yeah. I did think my me my immediate reaction was um well he's obviously gone back in time and he was going forward in time and yeah know, that's, my... that's that <laughs> that was my thing too it's like he assembled he assembled the dial found yeah. these these pockets that worked had a look around came back yeah, yeah, um, that was it, yeah. but it really goes a bit bonkers now <laughs> absolutely so the the Nazis show up um again there's there's some shooting uh, Helena and Teddy get away now um Dude. Indy's captured after being shot what looks like fake in the heart shot, not quite the heart, but it's pretty close. It's like <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you shot a bad guy in that place, the bad guy would die. Oh, easily it's, it's, die. Yeah. Only, There'd be no in, coming back from that. Indy is being kept alive by protagonist energy alone, um, <laughs> and kept alive, must say, for like a good half an hour. Like he's he's not he's not only shot. You know, the Nazis get hold of him, and then they start oh, dragging yeah. him around. Like they drag him out of the caverns, they put him in a car, they yeah. take him to an airfield, they put yeah. him on board a German bomber, they take then, him on board the bomber, and he's he's basically growing. You know what, this is what happens in films when you when you're a prota- it's the protagonist energy yeah. when you're a protagonist and you get shot as the film goes on and time passes you yeah. get better yeah because you know he's not holding like a bloodied cloth to his to his no, wound no. and going oh i've only got a film it's like he's just groaning a bit going oh oh dear i've been shot <laughs> so, yeah exactly yeah he doesn't get infected or anything no. So anyway, so uh, Indy is, is a prisoner of Vola and, and his goons as they fly back into the air, having done their dial because they've, they've correlated their dial. This is interesting, too, is the dial can find you a precise pocket. So the, the dial doesn't create the pockets, but no, you can, you can find a fissure that mm. will lead you back to August 1939. So that, yeah. that just happens to be there. Um, again, August. I'm not entirely sure how Archimedes knows what 1939 is. <laughs> 
But Follow explains it. Maths works. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't it, need to know what 1939 Vol, is. Yeah, Voller just stares at it a lot and goes, it's mathematics. Ma- mathematics works. And that's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, all right. Then, to, all right to be honest, though, I'd probably accept that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you tell me what electricity is, Hugh. Exactly. Nobody can. So maths just works. <laughs> but you're saying there's another pocket next to it that goes back to like June 1939. Because like, <laughs> there's only one pocket I saw. It's a very, anyway, anyway, they, fly, yeah, they, they find the pocket. And they have pockets everywhere. It. If there was a pocket for every single date ever. Yeah. Yeah, um, and unless they just come come and go, in which case they're we'd very lucky fall- to find one immediately. We'd, we'd be falling in them <laughs> all the time. Wouldn't we? We'd be like, oh god, there's a fisher next to the bed. <laughs> don't don't roll over. Oh dear. So um, so as as they fly through that, Indy starts cackling because he's worked something out. Is that yeah, um that Archimedes, for all his genius and all his you know his his super time computer thing, did not work out that continental drift had moved the things around. And but how wouldn't he know that? Because he's in principle, yeah, it, it's a time traveling tra- time traveling instrument. Right? Yeah. So he, why wouldn't he know about it? Well, he continental would, drift it... hadn't been observed, um, so the coordinates wouldn't be the same. Also, though, oh, I mean, oh, you I, and your mumbo jumbo—it's maths, I, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm no, I'm no Greek, I'm no Greek mathematician. <laughs> You're not. Fishes, yeah. If the fish is in the sky, how does the continental drift affect the, <laughs> the sky? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? The continents are moving around, but the sky's up there still, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the sky doesn't move. What does it? It does. What does it? This is the, the same questions. <laughs> it's maths. It does. Maths. Maths. <laughs> maths is right. Anyway, so apparently, Indy's right about the continental drift. He is. And Bola has, he is. has done the wrong coordinates because uh, they don't end up in 1939. They're fractionally off. And end up in, <laughs> by about two thousand years <laughs> in two one two BC yeah. at the siege of Syracuse, which you get a pretty cool shot of the Roman forces charging up, fighting again the Greeks of Syracuse. Look, I have uh, to say, I thought that as as absolutely bonkers as this was, yeah. it looked great. Oh God! This when, is when when they when they when they emerge into the siege of Syracuse, it looks fantastic. I don't, and a couple of things. Yes, firstly, the Germans' first reaction is let's machine gun them all. <laughs> so they all just start manning the machine guns and blazing away them. Secondly, the the Roman siege artillery is incredibly good at taking down aircraft. It's like <laughs> so many, uh, like you know, the ballista shots of these huge spears just yeah, zing right through the through the engines. And I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, you need an anti-aircraft gun and like radar gu- radar guided uh, <laughs> systems to take down to take down a Heinkel. But no, like, these, these yeah. spears are whacking in. So the the Heinkels. I like that. I like that they're calling them dragons as well. I think it's. Yeah. I think this. This. I mean, you know, you can you can you can pick holes in it, perhaps. You can but, yeah, um, pick a few holes, it, maybe. It, it looks great. <laughs> it does. So uh, we should say that Teddy and Helena have followed in a light aircraft mm. behind them, um, luckily providing our escape route because the Heinkel doesn't last long. It goes down very quickly. Um, again, killing Volla, who's only time to work out. Oh, I shouldn't have done that, really, should I? Um, <laughs> uh, I think Helena has, has had has had some midair rescue. She's jumped on the, the landing gear and saved Indy. They've all jumped off with the parachute, uh, landed near Archimedes, where they have a, a little chat with him. Um, Archimedes has gone in time to investigate the, the fell dragon and, and steal yeah. the wristwatch um, yeah. from the corpse of Vola. So there we are. That's how we get to the wristwatch. And that's how we realise that, you know, dragons have propellers. Um, oh, and, yeah, and, and and so at this point, Indy remembers that he's been shot and and decides that he wants he, to live there, doesn't he? He wants to see out his his well, what what few remaining hours he might have in in ancient Greek and and Greece and see because basically he's well, got it's not Greece, is it? Sicily. It's Sicily. Sorry, I say Greece because the yeah. the Greeks the Greeks yeah. colonized yeah. the yeah. the colonized Syracuse, but it's Sicily. Yes, it's doing that. 
there's it's a in moment, the Punic War. There's a moment. There's a moment that I don't think it's fully explored where there's a conversation and the answer seems to be that Archimedes only created a portal back to the siege of Syracuse. Oh, really? So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is, is that he didn't create a he didn't he, he didn't access all of the fissures. It was he met Indiana Jones and Helena gave he gave Indiana Jones the other half of the dial. But the other half of the dial was never made. You know what that's called? A paradox. Bill and Ted's excellent yeah, adventure. Yeah, this is it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's a loop. I think I think it's like, she said it's a closed loop, but they do take away. Yeah, they, they said yeah. He basically he invents the dial because he knows he's invented the dial. Yeah. Uh, he gets exactly. the wristwatch because so he, they know it works because he got the wristwatch, but they only know yeah. it, he got the wristwatch because he know it works. Yeah. But it's, it's a time paradox, like kind of stuff. So that's yeah. So it's a closed loop because they they do something before when Helena is showing off her card tricks because so she knows magic too, in addition to yeah. her many talents. Yeah. And she's saying it's a it's a card force. I will force you to pick whatever card you want. This loop is like a card force. No matter what you do, you will still end up at this point talking to Archimedes, he takes the wristwatch, you give him the dial, etc. Yeah. Um, but Indy still, despite, despite the, all that, that, Indy still says, I still want to you know, die here. Thank you very much. I've got, you know, I've got nothing to live for back in the, in the, in the present day. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, it's not my time. I don't understand it. I'd like to be here. Uh, also, and, you know, if, uh, that's his life work, isn't it? You, yeah, I kind well, of understand. I'd be like, yeah, all right. We will, we'll dwell on the, how the ending yeah. works. Um, because yeah. what does happen is Helena, having persuaded him, tried, tried to persuade him, failed to persuade him, then punches him unconscious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's he wakes that up is. back in his apartment he wakes up in back New York. When they've basically given Marion a call saying, Marion, do you want to get over here? And he's in a bad way. Um, and, and so he is. So um, everyone goes away. And Indian, uh, Indian Marion are left to have a bit of a hug. Um, it's quite, it's quite a nice ending scene because there's the scene where in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, she describes to him where she's not hurting. No, he no, he describes to her. Oh, he describes. Yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I mean. And it's the roles are reversed on this one. So I thought yeah. that was quite a nice little touch. Yes, you are suggesting there's some kind of callback to a previous Indiana Jones film. This <laughs> I, as ridiculous as that sounds, I have to say that brought me a little bit to tears. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus so, Christ. So with that, with that crack of the whip, um, yeah. I think we 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 shall end the uh, the recap there. Um, I said no spoilers; we basically spoiled the hell out of it. So uh, <laughs> what apologies. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> We're no, in case you know, of finish, no We didn't spoilers. say no. We didn't say no spoilers. We said there will be spoilers. So yeah. if you don't like it, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> we do value your listenership, dear listener. Um, please don't, don't subscribe. Uh, but having said that, uh, we will leave you now, and we will come back uh, with with some analysis of this uh, this fifth Indiana Jones. Welcome back, dear listener. Uh, as we melt away the wax covering <laughs> on top of the graphicos and see the uh, the graphic detail that lies beneath. Wow. I mean, that wasn't wow. even a play on words or a pun. That just describes a part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Where shall we begin with? Because this was, this was my pick. This was something I suggested we, we give a dig into because I watched this quite recently and thought, it, this, this, I have thoughts about this. <laughs> yeah. And like you, I've stuck with it. I've watched Indiana Jones 4. I've earned the right to watch Indiana Jones 5. There you have. I hadn't realised that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of... What's it called again? The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it doesn't help that it's that's an incomprehensible title. The names that's are getting worse, remember. you have to imagine. 
Yeah, they are. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark was actually with um, them when they produced it. They were a bit worried about like, will people get what it is? You know, will they, will they expect Noah to turn up? But like <laughs> Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, you know what these things are. Yeah, I mean, Dial of Destinies. Well, we'll Dial get of Destinies is, is quite Harry. Potter. It's pretty ripe though, isn't it? But we'll we'll get onto it. But yeah, so I I, I didn't watch that. I did. So I didn't watch um um the Crystal Skull one. I'm just going to call it that from now on. Yeah. Um, uh, and mainly because the reviews at the time were so awful, I thought, oh, I can't. Re-. What I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to sully, I don't want to sully the the memory or the you know the, the image I have of the Indiana Jones um, trilogy. So I just never bothered with it. Yeah. And when this one came out, I thought, oh, well, it's been like 15 years since the fourth instalment. You know, do I really need to watch this? Yeah. Um, but you know. This is what we're here for, isn't it? And so, you know, fair enough. I thought I'd give it a go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's um, there, there's a lot to talk about in this, actually. Um, but but it, uh, having watched this, I do want to go back and watch the fourth instalment, actually, because yeah. I I do think it has had a bit of a re- a little bit of a reassessment. I don't think it is quite redeemed in terms of um, its cultural kind of um, kind of acceptance. But I, I do think over the years it has had a little bit more of a it's not as bad as as perhaps it was first considered. And because it because it isn't as good as the trilogy it maybe got a bit of an unfair grilling um yeah i think it isn't as good quite the four isn't as good as the trilogy quite clearly i think probably in the the, exactly in the light of five i'm feeling quite warm towards four as well now oh really Uh, yeah i I, I don't know if i could ever bear to watch it again but if i for what i now think of it i'm thinking of the bits i liked about it um but we again but this isn't about four is it this is about five and there's some interesting things about five only Indiana yeah. Jones, not to be directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, directed and by, by James, James Mangold, who did, yeah. um, what else has he did? Well, he did 310 to Yuma. Did he? Which we have watched this year, yeah. Indeed, okay. Um, well, that's interesting. Uh, only, uh, only Indiana Jones, not to have the same writing team, I believe. You know, it doesn't have the Lawrence Kasdan and... Uh, George Lucas. George Lucas and, uh, yeah, I don't think so. that's a bad thing, necessarily. <laughs> George Lucas is an awful <laughs> scriptwriter. Sorry, George. Well, I mean, is. Again, I'm sorry. I, I had I, I did an interesting <laughs> snippet about a different indie film um, that was uh, from again a friend of the podcast Chris Columbus was hired mm. to write um, the Last Crusade and he basically followed um, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas around dictating what they what they wanted the script to be and he thought he was brought in basically so he wouldn't put his own spin on it so he he ignored what he said was his gut instinct and basically wrote down George Lucas's script and thought this isn't right but they didn't hire me to put a Chris Columbus script I'm doing a George Lucas script and they saw it and hated it and fired him and brought in Tom Stop who oh, did all really? the writing for Last Crusade turned it into that Oscar-winning script it is, and got like a million-dollar bonus for it. So, which is, and, and yeah. you know, I think yeah, of of the four that I have seen, yeah, Last Crusade has by far the best script. Absolutely, yeah. So again, you know, um, so it's not the Chris, best film, but it has the best script. So Chris Columbus said, "I'll never ignore my instinct again," because uh, mm. I did that to my cast. And Tom Stoppard, get clearly fantastic scriptwriter, was brought in to punch Loving it up. It. So yeah. nothing, nothing of that kind happens here. No. Also, again, the, the, the only indie um, is the only indie not to begin with a mountain. The, all the others, <laughs> really? because it's not distributed by Paramount. So all the others oh, start with a Paramount logo. And it either, turns, yeah, it either turns into a South American mountain, a gong with a mountain on it, mm. a, 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 a Utah um, mountain with the scouts exploring, or a molehill. <laughs> Literally, the fourth film turns a mountain into a molehill. Oh. <laughs> and, but this no mountain is, is shown. It just kicks off with the, the action in Germany. Unless I missed it, and they, were like, they did a really quick shot of a mountain, but I was waiting for my mountain. It didn't no, come. Oh, right. Interesting. But, yeah, so this, again, all the other 
to similarities, this is by far the longest of all the indies. Ooh, two definitely. and a half hours. It's <laughs> longer than that. It's two hours and 40 minutes. Two hours and 40? Yeah, it's two hours and 40 four, minutes, yeah. Which, which and, you know, that alone deserves comment because my god this isn't meant to be a you know a fun action romp and it's it's it's, a long it's, film. it's fighting well, lord of the rings length the first the first um the, the scene setting part of the film the first action sequence the cold um, open as you will yeah is half an hour long yeah you know that's a and um, that's a long cold open i yeah. think and um, Which, yeah the, yeah and um, because because i think they wanted they really wanted us to have that old indie action and they wanted to make a lot of it. So it's like, we have aged Harrison Ford down. He can do the stuff. And in fairness, when you... I mean, the anti-aging is good. It's not It's not convincingly... It's, it's, like, convincing. it's, it's, yeah, it's better than a, I thought it was going to be. Yeah, if you had a gun to your head, you'd say... Yeah, if you had a gun to your head, you'd say, I can tell it's been anti-aged. But yeah, once, you, once you're in the swing, it's like watching animation. You kind of think, well, I'll go along with it. I'll accept it. Although yeah, when he opens his mouth... No, I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not so sure. I, I think that for me, um, yeah. I had the most problem with the film in the first 30 minutes or so. Oh, okay. And, really? and that sense that, you know, and let's just bear that in mind that at one yeah. point they go back to the siege of Syracuse. <laughs> and the biggest problem I had with the film was the first 30 minutes. I couldn't really engage with it because I wasn't watching the action. I was yeah. watching an oddly de-aged um, Harrison Ford, but with an elderly voice. Well, he's got an 80 year old's voice. That's what I noticed too. Yeah, yeah. so speaking, he doesn't. Yeah. They needed to de-age his voice as well because yeah. it doesn't sound like Indiana Jones. It just sounds like an old man in yeah, a young yeah. person's body. It's really yes, that's weird. strange. So um, it just took me out of it a bit. But here's here's the other thing: is like there was they they were clearly trying to show you know this was what it was like, and now we'll jump mm-hmm. forward to how it is. But mm-hmm. what it was like was way too much. There was just too much of everything in that cold open. There yeah, was there, there was were too many. There was almost a scene when Indy Indy goes into a boxcar full of Nazis. There's too many Nazis. Like yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Like Indy's thing is normally he'll beat up one or two <clears throat> and have a you know well, good old He's not a superhero, rocking. is he? He's not a superhero. No, and he doesn't have magic powers. And and, and you know yeah. he he's a he, he's a um. <laughs> He's an archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. And again, having revisited the other ones, you know, the, the the memorable action sequence, the things that really stick in the mind, they are minutes long. Like, you know, the whole yeah, going to the temple stuff is done yeah. in minutes. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not dragged out. And yeah. and yet this has almost less to say and takes longer to say it because they're going up and down the train, they're going out of the boxcar, they're getting on top of it, they're yeah. going back down but, again. You know, I think and, and there's a lot of um what 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 you wouldn't have in I think this is a modern thing, actually. I, I, I think this is studio executives not treating audiences with the intelligence that they deserve. Yeah. There's a scene on the train when um, Basil Shaw and Indiana Jones are, are on the top of the train and they're fighting the the, the Nazis. And then um, Basil Shaw shouts to, to Indy, tunnel! And it's totally unnecessary <laughs> because it totally undercuts the threat of what's happening because you don't, he doesn't need to know the tunnel's coming. What he needs to do is figure out a tunnel's coming, and then at the last minute, not get hit by the tunnel. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't need him to say. It doesn't need Basil Shaw to say. There's a tunnel, indeed. Be careful, etc., yeah. etc. It's just weird. And um, I tend to think that in those classic um, action films from the 80s and, and, and maybe the 90s as well, you had the almost the per. It was the apex period of. Um, technological development and stunt work i was gonna with, say yeah, yeah practical with, effects yeah yeah so it was that apex right where those two things really met and what it meant was that you couldn't have really extensive action sequences because it would be too it would be too prohibitively expensive and, you kill and the it stunt would be man. dangerous yeah whereas whereas 
now everything and this is what i think is perhaps the biggest flaw in the film everything is is has a digital sheen to it yeah. which means that they can do anything they like and they make things bigger and more grand and more extravagant when actually scale it down by 70% have some practical effects and proper stunt work and you would have a tight thrilling sequence with real threat yeah, absolutely. Yes, the whole thing of Indy and and Basil going along the top of the train—you could just see them against the green screen doing mm, the stuff. You can't. And so and, there's no there's no edge to it really. It feels weightless. And indeed, you're right. Indy isn't a superhero. He doesn't take on hundreds. It's it's the one or two he punches, and they get back up again. They punch him, and he's getting covered yeah. in dirt, and he's jumping off the trucks, and all this stuff is actually happening very quickly and very really. Yeah. Um, well, the perfect the perfect sequence for me is um, in 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 Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's caught on the side of the tank and no, the that, tank... that was last crusade oh is it last yeah, yeah sorry yeah it's last yeah. crusade isn't it yeah sorry and he's caught on the side of the tank and you get a close-up of harrison ford's face so it feels like he's really there getting squashed by it and obviously you know there's there's stunt work there as no, well. he, he was really there they said they uh they were they apparently had stuntmen just tipping buckets of soil on top of him yeah okay the, yeah the tank being ground against the side of the canyon but that's great directing isn't it because that looks real yeah and because of that it's really thrilling whereas Whereas a de-aged Harrison Ford, um, you know, just jumping from one character, it's just, it's just a bit, it's just a bit meh, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a bit silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so again, we'll, um, and this is the thing, actually, this is, this is, I think, the inherent problem with all sort of both post, post Last Crusade and post war Indiana mm. Jones movies mm. is again Harrison Ford is just old I mean there's nothing nothing is, more yeah. to be said about it he is yeah. he's visibly old because people are old um yeah. you, you get older yeah. as time yeah, moves through and you know he's in Indiana Jones is you know an energetic you know youngish yeah. action hero that can do pretty good feats you know he's not a superhero yeah. but he's he's athletic and can pull off stunts or at least grind his way through because he's a tough old cowboy and you know when when you're you know in your 60s and 70s and 80s you can't do this stuff anymore. well I would have liked more of that because I think there's an interesting story in that about there was, an aging yeah, Indiana Jones. Yes, and it's touched yeah. upon a little bit. There was a the hint. End. No, I think yeah. the beginning, actually. The beginning, there's a hint well, when he's basically, yeah. he's, got, he's got three guys, three goons cornering him. And he tries to throw a punch at one of them. And, and he, he fails yeah. so badly. And yeah. they just shove him back. But very after that, he's like climbing on things and he's riding well, yeah, exactly. horses, yeah. punching people but, out. But he got his mojo back pretty quickly. He got his mojo back pretty But what I mean at the end is that the, the film ends with a bit more of a kind of reflective period doesn't it i'll come to the end because i've yeah i've thoughts on the end so so, so, so i mean it, yeah. you know i have to say it surprises me a little bit because james mangold did um probably my favorite superhero film which is logan um yes there was a uh, lot of comparisons here yeah about the aging the aging aspect of it and what that means and i, I think that actually i don't think the film would have been diminished in any way shape or form if indiana jones was slightly less was slightly more vulnerable and less yeah. invincible in yeah. this context because uh, the other thing, I, the other problem I had with it as well was that I, I know that he ages absolutely, but if we're talking about a de-aged Harrison Ford in 1944 to an aged Harrison Ford in 1969, we're talking 25 years. He aged a lot more than 25 years between 1944 and 1969. Am I supposed to believe? that in 1944 indiana jones was 60 no <laughs> no right because because harrison ford is 82 yeah well I will, so I will he, say, he looks yeah. 82 without without spoiling in in the kingdom of the crystal skull he was exposed to a nuclear explosion so yeah i think that that'll add that'll add years on you 
Yeah, maybe, well, maybe it will, but... Um, but yeah, no, I, know, almost, I know what you mean. He was yeah. almost too old for 1969. He should have been set in 1979 or something, you know? Well, I say, The Last Crusade is set in 1938, so that's six years before he apparently had it. And he looks better than he did in The Last Crusade. Yeah, definitely. Um, in, in this DH yeah. stuff. So there's that. And, I mean, yeah, so... um, well, I'll, Yeah, we'll come to... So, yeah, there, there is a great film. There's a Logan-esque film. And I won't blame, actually, James Mangold too much because he clearly directed films I enjoy. There's obviously a lot... This was studio mandated he was, oh, yeah, he, was yeah. he, he was brought in because spielberg um was called away from it so it wasn't like this was his vision maybe there is a logan film there well i but blame yeah. disney as well to be honest yeah. this isn't if this wasn't a disney film it, it might mind you the, the previous one wasn't a disney film i, I don't know i just feel like disney yeah. the mark of disney is all over this yeah very much so because again there, there is a logan-esque thing where you have an old aging professor you know, brooding on the glory yeah, days yeah, yeah. and then you know halfway through he sees the hat and then he sees the whip yeah. and he picks yeah. it up again yeah and he and, he, and you hear the, the music the, the well, that's music quite rousing isn't it da, 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 da. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah it's fantastic um though you do you need someone younger to do all the stuff which i goes yeah. leads us into um phoebe waller bridge as yeah. essentially the the young adventure indiana of, jones of, really isn't she yeah, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> well this is the thing and um i, I thought a lot about how she is portrayed um because i think that the term Mary Sue gets through used very lazily and is mm. thrown around a lot when you talk about, especially female protagonists, like mm. oh, she's just a Mary Sue because she's good at one thing or she's Mary Sue because she's the protagonist mm. ever. But um, the character of Helena is, you know, she's a clearly an, a, a student of archaeology. She's knowledgeable. Mm. She's got um, contacts all over the world. She can punch. She's got mm. sidekick. Mm. She could do magic tricks. Yeah. She is shown by the plot to be always right. Even the point yeah. when she punches Indy out yeah, you're and, right. and yeah. brings him home. Yeah. The plot says, you were right to do that because he gets together with yeah. Marion. Yeah. So she seems to be utterly without flaw. Yeah. And that's incredibly boring to me. Because again, she's quite a charismatic actress. You know, she's And she I, does yeah. show that charisma on the screen. But she has absolutely nothing wrong with it. And that's really bad in in a, in a, you know, a, a co-protagonist. Yeah, interesting point because I have to say I quite liked her in this. I, oh, I've, really? I, yeah. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, it's an interesting point because I hadn't really thought of it like that. But I was quite engaged with her. I, I actually thought originally when I when I when I heard that she'd been cast in this, yeah. I, I couldn't see it. I yeah. couldn't see it myself. I thought that's a strange piece of casting. But I think she does a really decent job. Oh, that's interesting. Where a where, and I don't think it's a great script particularly, but yeah. um. I, I do think that she's she's got a lot of charisma and personality that she brings to it, and um, I I thought she was she was one of the better things in the film for me. Actually, I was oh, quite really? engaged with her process. Yeah, but I do take your point. I hadn't really thought about it. I do take the point that you make about her being right in everything that she does in that context. Because yeah. even um, even in the in the Tangier escape when the gangsters after her, the gangsters after her also wants to marry her. It's like she can do absolutely no wrong in mm. any of this, and and that. But is, when, isn't that also Indiana Jones though? No, because he's constantly getting things wrong, getting beaten is up he? and stuff. Yeah, well, he's getting, all, yeah, I suppose he's getting beaten up, but it's difficult in a film like this, which is no, effectively but he, no, but he's a family also, he's film. Also, yeah, but he's well, frequently wrong about things. He's, he oh, sure, I guess so. And he's even scared of snakes. She wasn't even scared of snakes. Yeah, true. But I suppose my point is is that yeah. she, um, it, it would be hard for her to be constantly beaten up in a film like this because true. I think it would it would no, yeah, send the wrong I'm message in the film. I'm, you know? I'm not saying I want to get beaten up. But I mean, let's, again, funny enough, when I saw her in the in the trailers, I thought, oh, that's a good cast. I can see that. Mm. So I was the other I was the other way from you. Mm. Um, but you want to take someone comparable. I mean, um, again, I was uh, I'll, I'll save this this comparison. But if you want to find the true sequel to Indiana Jones three, 
um, that came out um, and it's called The Mummy because that is the, oh, the actual yeah, spiritual successor. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic as a, as a, as a mm. Indiana Jones theme. As a Saturday morning kind of... Um, I love The Mummy. I think it's... It's a yeah, yeah, good that, film, actually. That, it's yeah, good. Um, it's really good. Yeah. But I was, I was yeah. thinking, again, if she could have brought the kind of um, the Rachel Vice energy mm. of... Yeah, she does because Rachel Vice isn't, you know, she's she's not she's not all she's not the perfect, things. Is she? She's not perfect, but she's incredibly engaging and drives the plot forward and important yeah. for the plot. Yeah. So you get something like that. I'm not saying she has to be the copy of that, but you, you know, maybe she can't fight as well. So you know, Indy's doing the punching, or maybe she can mm. fight and Indy's doing the archaeology. Or she, mm. there's one thing she's she needs Indy to balance out. Because if you look at his other, you know, leading lady partners, you know, Marion is a functioning alcoholic in in last in the Raiders of Lost Ark. Willie Scott she? is hilariously not wanting to be part of any adventure yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Elsa is a German agent. Like they all, they yeah, all have things to them yeah. where you mm. think that 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 gives some conflict. But Helena again is right about everything and good with everything. And there's a really again, this comes into the tone of it. Um, when they escape after the, the Antonio Banderas has been killed, she has this again a fairly decent thing where she's she's leading around the plot. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she she nicks a bit of dynamite and then throws it down. So the, the ship blows up as they all get away. And as they're driving away, she's whooping, going, "Hey, if you're in trouble, use a bit of dynamite." Yeah, and Indy yeah. goes one of my oldest friends has just been murdered in front of my eyes. And yeah. I thought that is totally all over the place because yeah, that is true. Yeah. That yeah. actually happened in both senses. They were both having a Saturday morning adventure where you throw dynamite at the bad guy so you can escape. But we also had Nazis kill one of Indy's old yeah. friends, yeah, which true. never happens in the movies. It's like in, yeah. in so many of the movies, it would make sense for the bad guys to execute Indy's friends. And they yeah. don't do it. Like in, mm. La- in the Raiders of Lost Ark, they take Salah they, prisoner. Why yeah, they, they just do. kill him? They yeah. don't. They let him go because you want to see Salah live. Yeah, it's true, isn't and it? Even though Antonio Banderas did nothing, I didn't want to see him get killed. Yeah, I didn't really. Un- well, uh, yes, it's a good point as well. I- except that I think Antonio Banderas in this, li- but he, it's not that he doesn't do anything. He literally doesn't do anything. In fact, yeah, I was I was thinking, am I supposed to know who this character is? Because. <clears throat> He seems to have been introduced as a, a great old friend of Indiana Jones, yeah. but I don't remember him in any of the other films. He wasn't. Either it was poor writing or it was cutting room floor time, because you're right. Yeah, he, this he is what nothing. I was thinking. So I'm not saying I, I was heartbroken by being murdered, no, but I was no. heartbroken by the fact that another piece of Indy was taken away. And yeah, if that's true, well, yeah. Yeah. then maybe Helena should have gone, I'm very sorry for the friend that I dragged this adventure was murdered. Mm. <laughs> but she's like, on to Syracuse! <laughs> um, which is, what, which is in fairness, what you would do in a regular indie flick. It's like, yeah, we've got away yeah. again, phew, next yeah, mission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's totally a bit weird, and it's again it's totally a bit weird, again with the fact that the CIA are somehow involved in this, yeah. which they're not really. But yeah, they're, that's they're a bit weird too. as well. It, well, it starts off with the CIA, and then they, then it, it's just goons, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, they're just the same people just become yeah. goons, I guess, to a certain yeah. extent. Oh, I, I struggled. Yeah. I struggled with the um the boy sidekick as well because I think what's what's the point of him? Oh yeah. Well, I, I, the I, yeah. point of him is that he has to fly another plane so yeah. that they can get back from the siege of Syracuse, but. He's introduced and then just tags along. And I, I'm why I'm, I couldn't, I just couldn't grasp it, to be honest. It was a bit, it just felt really weird. Well, here's your other goon. Here's your, here's your other tonal shift, rather, is, is um, to do with Teddy. Is that, um, so Teddy is captured when they're going into the caves to find And they, the le- they let him, they leave him, didn't they? Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, um, <laughs> We should also mention one in the, taking the place of Pat Roach, the enormous guy to beat up, is also just an enormous actor who mm, does nothing yeah. but is a goon. So yeah. he's he's got his, he's holding on to Teddy. Teddy breaks free, runs away into caves, is immediately caught and then handcuffed to the goon. And then you'd think they'd leave that for like ten minutes, but no, yeah. Teddy then immediately starts picking the pocket to get yeah. the keys. Yeah. And then him and the goon are both washed over during the, the caverns and sent into the water. Uh, at which point, Teddy then 
uh, unpicks the handcuffs and handcuffs the goon underwater to a grill and mm. then leaves him there. Um, and we never see him again. So probably this goon, though he's a bad guy yeah. and a Nazi, yeah. was left to die a pretty horrific death mm. by mm. the teenage sidekick. And I thought, yeah. that's you don't get short round doing that. Short round may have you know kung fu kicked a few guys into the lava, but he did it in the heat of battle. He didn't straight up murder someone. I suppose not. No, that's true. But you know, that's... you know, you've got. To, you, I'd be doing that if, if it was me or him. If it was me or him, it's going to be him. I know, but why do they even let it get to that? It's like this, yeah, it's the whole tonal thing of it. It's like, yeah. where is the tone of this? Is this tone the indie adventures of Yeehaw, or is this tone you know where you yeah, just a allowed darker. to a bit darker and allowed to murder who you are? Yeah. Um, and well, again, well, the, yeah. the other thing on that, when, when they get to the um, the what is it, the cave of Dionysus? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The ear, the, um, the ear of Dionysus. The um, Dionysus. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So in in um in Raiders and in Temple of Doom and in Last Crusade, when they enter these kinds of things, yeah. right, there were usually tasks or um things yeah, that they have traps, to do yeah. to yeah there are traps that say, there aren't any traps in this no, there's, it's just there's, there's, there's they walk one. through they've and got... they find it but it's not really a trap is it there's, this is the thing they, they, they go through to again the the the, yeah, the one trap which is basically if you get because archimedes is all about water displacement the idea of he's in the bath yes eureka mm. so they go into a cave that's full of methane so it's poisonous mm. um of which only helena here's one thing helena can do she can't breathe methane the indy can because she, yeah. she's because she's got a hand over her mouth going he's just fine isn't he he's don't like, breathe in but yeah, he is. <laughs> so yeah. he solves the problem so you've got to displace water to fill up the, the, yeah. the uh, little it's not maze. really a trap though is it that's as close as you get it's to just a puzzle. Yeah. It's it's a very yeah, it's a puzzle, and that's about it. Because there's corpses all around, which adds a sense of danger. But it's not like the walls are coming in with spikes. I mean, that was the no, great. It's the, yeah, it's a great yeah, it's, isn't that? It's not a it's not a boulder running um, going down the hill. It's nothing like that. It's it's not, it's not the uh, the breath of God that uh, the bullet chops heads. <laughs> so it's it's all so it's it's that's the best they get. To, that's their nod towards traps. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, yeah, that is a bit weird. Um, also, I'd I like to, we, yeah, yeah, go on. Go on. We need to no, mention no, no. Um, what Voller's plan is to do. He goes to 1938 because he wants to kill Hitler, um, yeah, and that, that's dropped in in the like the last 20 minutes. But yeah, it's not paid off. It's like that's a whole movie in itself. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, could, his, his view is that Hitler messed everything up, right? So you know he's going to yeah. make sure he doesn't make any of the same mistakes. So his plan is kill Hitler and um, take over because because that's how it works. Because yeah, that would happen, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, kill Hitler and I'll be the Führer. Yeah. But, oh no, goes, is that is yeah. that going to happen then? Is it? Yeah, and he goes, I know all the mistakes Hitler made, um, so I'll just do different things, and then I'll win the war. Um, so, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, never yeah. happens, because uh, he immediately ends up in, in the siege of Syracuse and is killed by Roman Ballista. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I'm interested to hear your take on the final 30 minutes of the film, then. Yes, so here's, here's again, I'm as, as listeners will know, I tend to write movies that I want to see rather than ones yeah, I've yeah. seen. But um, I thought... They've got it here. It's like mm. Indy, you know, Indy has, he's, it's 1969. He's lost everything. You know, he's, his friends are dead. You know, his son's gone. His wife has left him. He's in a world he doesn't understand or, mm. or like. It's, you know, he's a, he's a 1930s adventurer and he's in, you know, almost the 1970s now with the moon landings. It's not his world. But he goes back to the past, a place he's always studied and lived and devoted his life yeah. to. And yeah. even in the, and you know, the he, yeah. he describes the, he describes the world that he's entered yeah. as full of treasures. 
Yeah, exactly. He, did, yeah, he is an archaeologist at heart. Yeah. And again, even the conversation he had with Belloc in the first one, they said, you know, we are just passing through history. But you mm. know, we, if we're buried in the ground and dug up, we could be through. So I thought, this is it now. He says to Helena, I belong here. They have a hug. She flies back with Teddy. And, you know, maybe Indy, you know, he stands up to the Romans who are coming for Archimedes. He puts on his hat. He gets his whip. We hear the, the leitmotif play for one last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dun, dun, dun. We see that Great. silhouette of the man in the hat. And then we kept like a memorial scene where, you know, Helena and Marion and all and Salah and everyone's coming to like to be, you know, be remember their friend. And then they find, you know, in the museum's got this piece of very strange um, carving from Syracuse 2 and 12 oh, BC. Yeah, that's a brilliant and, idea. And, and that carving is of a man in a fedora with a whip. And yeah. they're saying, we don't understand how this got here because it's yeah. so anachronistic, but it's true. It's part of archaeology. So the legend of Indy is now immortalized he lives forever because he, he never actually died we don't see him die no. he doesn't go back to regular boring modern day and die because he's going to do that he lives in history and yeah. he is now immortalized forever and that's the ending and that's the oh, ending that that indie great ending. can you imagine <laughs> There you go. That, that would have been brilliant. Yeah, well done, Hugh. There you yes, go. because yeah, he would have become the thing that he had always studied. Yeah. And he also, even though obviously he's dead because he two thousand years ago, he's not yeah, actually yeah. dead because we never saw no. him die. And he yeah. lives forever because he he's immortalized in history. He's become the thing, and that's all he ever wanted because that's all he ever did with his life. It wasn't about raising children because he never really knew much. It wasn't about marrying either. It was about history. Is what he, yeah. what he all he wanted. He wanted to have the adventure. So that's where the adventure ends. However, though, Helena had different ideas. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she takes than, that all away from him. And even if, even if Indy's wrong and he shouldn't stay back there because he doesn't belong, it was his, his choice. choice. Yeah. It's his choice. Yeah. And she completely takes the choice. And I'll, I'll come back to actually thing that did happen is Last Crusade, they're chasing the, the Holy Grail. El, uh, Elsa has already gone down because she wanted too much. Indy is reaching with his fingers. Yeah. He's reaching, reaching. And his father is, is holding on to him saying, you know, give me the hand. I can't hold you. You'll die if you go after this. Yeah. And then he says... He stops calling him Junior, and the only time in the film he says Indiana, and he gives him the respect as yeah. a, a father. Yeah. As, yeah. Always wanted. It, that was the Holy Grail he was chasing yeah. the whole movie. And we hear the music. He looks up, realizes what he what he what he can lose, what he can gain. He gives him his other hand, and he lets the Grail go because he's found the true mm. quest mm. has been mm. found. And that's the you then your heart because that's the end of the it's, film. And your that's heart euphoric, is, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. That's why it's the yeah. best ending because your heart is there, and you're thinking that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And but that's the point is that that culminates the entire adventure quest in that moment, the emotional, the actual, everything there. But when he's punched out by Helena, his 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 decision is taken away from him. And but then, but and the then fact he wakes up in an apartment. Yeah. And and it's shown that, oh, yeah, because Marion's back now. So I was right to do that. So yeah. I was right to not give you your 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 choice because here you are yeah. sucks to you. So, so yeah and that, that's yeah. it so not only does it take away indy's um, agency it takes away the audience's emotional swell of what you feel your lead character that you've had five movies with wanted to do with the end of his life because someone punched him it's like it's, what? yeah it's true isn't it i suppose if, if he if he really wanted to go back though all he'd have to do is find the dial again i mean the fishes are everywhere so, yeah, yeah exactly just find the dial go back it's, it's easy yeah <laughs> It's still, I mean, that still exists, doesn't there, it? There, there's Indy 6 for you, again. Um, <laughs> so what, yeah, we, we've, we've made some comments about Fishes and Time. What are your thoughts about the Dial and Archimedes as the, the MacGuffin of this? <clears throat> so, yeah, here's, here's the thing, right? And I, I am almost ashamed of myself for this. But I found this really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> now... Look, 
there is a lot in this film which I was absolutely rolling my eyes at and thinking, well, how's that happened? Yeah, that can't be right. Well, where's that come from? Well, hang on, why are they doing that? Well, if they did that, why didn't they do that then? Where's this person? Who are they? <laughs> you know, kind of stuff that was going on. And yeah. um, I was also rather exasperated by the digital sheen on the film as well, which was really irritating. Even when there were just normal, simple conversations happening, they seemed yeah. to be digitally enhanced. It's like, yeah. why are you doing this? Just what? Anyway, um, but I have to say, after the fir- after that, after the first 30 minutes or so, which I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a real slog to get through. Um, it, I found myself about halfway through f- feeling quite, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming along with this. So I, I found the, um, I found the action sequences outside of the digital aspect of it quite, quite engaging. Um, I, I enjoyed the, um, I enjoyed the interplay between um, Helena and uh, Indiana quite a lot. I mean, look, I, I don't know why. Um, I thought I thought Phoebe Waller-Bridge was really good in this, um, and I, I really liked her presence and her charisma in the film as well. Um, and I, I kind of could see, perhaps, that she could have her own franchise. You know, <laughs> um, the the adventures of um, the adventures of Wombat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Shaw, sorry, Wombat Shaw. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, who knows? Um, and um, yeah, and. Uh, to, to be honest, there was a lot in the. All, you, all you've described a lot, which I I do I, I do kind of I agree with a lot of what you said, and I, I do take a lot of that on board as well. And I think I was edging towards quite a lot of that as as a problem. Um, and you know, like the CIA stuff. Uh, realistically, there's no reason why I should have enjoyed this as as much as I did. Yeah. But I have to say, when they ended up at the siege of Syracuse. Yeah. And they flew in from the sky, and you see the you, you see it, and um, honestly, I got goosebumps. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. My and um, that, that the fight. I mean, I, I agree. I take your point about the, um, the 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 final sequence where she punches him and he ends up back at home. And actually, the way that you've described that ending just it would be absolutely perfect and it isn't perfect as a consequence of that it really isn't a perfect ending at all but there's a verve to it and I found it a little bit I can't find it quite touching as well I would have liked to have seen more of the frailty of Indiana Jones in it and there wasn't as much of that as I was kind of hoping for um but all things considered I think this for me this could have been an absolute train wreck and my expectation levels again were incredibly low and my expectations were met and they were better than it was better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. And I, when it ended, I was thinking it's too long. There's a lot in it that really doesn't make sense. And it's a bit silly and it doesn't have the pizzazz or the drive as of the, you know, the classic ones. And, you know, all and 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 all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I watched it all the way through. I never I was never bored. Um and I, I found it quite fun. And okay. in the end I thought to myself, well, all the things that are happening in this film are not uh, they're not so outlandish that they wouldn't have happened in the first three films. It's just in the first three films they're better executed. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing. So the fact that they do travel back in time, the fact that these lots of these things happen, I'm less fussed about that because, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Dark, someone's face melts off from the power of God. <laughs> yeah. In in um the last, you know, it, you know, this kind of stuff happens, right? So yeah. that's fine. I can believe any of that. Um it's just not as well executed as the the first 3. Although I have to say it's not far off Temple of Doom. Really? <laughs> oh. No, no, I, you know, I don't think the Temple of Doom is an amazing film. To be honest, it's really? it's a it's a good film. It's a good film. It's better than this. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's not a classic. I think sometimes in the trilogy, the Temple of Doom is raised up because Raiders and Last Crusade are so good. And don't and look and let's not let's not beat around the bush. They are they are two of the greatest films of the eighties, if not ever made. Yes, and I Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom can't be as good as those, and I think it. Uh, but I think it's it's elevated because it's in that company. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's anywhere near as good as those two, um, and and this isn't as good as those two either. And it's not as good as Temple of Doom, but it's not so far off. Okay, I'll make a couple of points very quickly. Uh, yeah. The first one is. Uh, that uh, I'm going to ask that Helena's rationale after she'd punched Indy out was she was afraid he'd change history, but she's already made the point that actually it's a closed loop. So the it's fact a closed loop. So yeah, she, exactly. he can't. If he stays, yeah. it's because he was always going to yeah. stay. Yeah. Secondly, I think I was. You said about um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's charisma. Um, I think she again, she's still best known in America and probably here as again the writing Fleabag. star of Fleabag. Yeah. And there was a moment when um, she's she's on board the sailing ship and the diving ship, and she she finds booze goes promising, and then she's like mm. a half naked yeah. sailor, yeah. very promising. I thought. Yeah. If her eyes go to the camera now, the fourth wall will be shattered because <laughs> that was such a flea bag comment. Yeah, um, yeah. A couple of things with the dial is that no, I've absolutely no problem with them going back in time because that's as yeah. realistic as anything else they've seen. However, the other, the, the classic three didn't bring in the magic until the end and it was all about whether you believe in it or not. Yes. And, yes. That was and the he says that in the film as well, doesn't he? Says, he? Yeah, he says, yeah. I've seen a lot of things. Yeah, um, and that's the yeah. thing. It's like you, you you're chasing the arc, but you don't know if it's real or not until you until the final thing. Mm. Same with the Grail. Same with the Sankara Stones from yeah, Temple yeah, Doom. Yeah. And here it's like <laughs> we know this fish is in time, and we just have to find it. And I thought, yeah, if, he, if, true, if that was going to yeah. be the thing, because when I saw the trailer, and obviously I saw a de-aged Indian, I thought, is this going to be like some great big time hopping thing? Where like this dial, like mm. you turn a dial, you go through a door, you're in a different age. Mm. And I thought that could be a great kind. You get so many good chase scenes. Like you go through a door. Mm. You're in ancient Rome, you close the door in Elizabethan London, and it could have yeah. like India is charging through history. Um, but it wasn't that at all. Um, but that, that could no, have been a fun, that could be a fun use of time travel. Because once you've got the doohickey, you again stop saying it's math and it works. We'll accept it, just go with it. And there yeah. was so much around this kind of like, I'm gonna go back and assassinate yeah, Hitler. Oh no, I'm not, I'm at the siege of Syracuse. Like yeah. well, ah! um yeah. things so, um, I, it, uh, yeah, things are revealed at the wrong times in yeah, this. Yeah, they're either yeah. too early or they're too late. It was poorly structured in that sense. Yeah. But again, and speaking yeah. of structure, the last thing I had actually which probably <laughs> for all the details and all the character points and all the magical Gilgafians, I think hurts it the most is that you know what you really remember from a lot of the Indies, whether obviously you mentioned the Temple of Doom and the, the mm. no, sorry, the Last Crusade and the um Where's Lost Ark. Yeah. They they have they have great themes that they through that. They but do, the, yeah. But the paraphernalia of what makes a good indie film is the action sequences. Yes. You remember them in all the films. You know, yeah. when, and Temple of Doom has good action sequences. Absolutely. I mean, that rope bridge, that rope bridge mm, is classic. There's so many good yeah. things. So, yeah, that, I mean, those are the things you remember. And here, um, there's some really bad ones. And it's mm. not just because of, again, the CGI is a problem, but also in, like, the chase sequences. I've noticed this a lot in the in the, the Tangier scene, is a very, very long tuk-tuk chase scene. Um, 
that mm. takes a long time in a two hour 40 movie, but crucially achieves nothing. It the 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 Nazis begin the scene with the with the um the dial and they end it with the dial and they've got away and nothing's happened in between. I thought that's a terrible use of a chase scene because otherwise you're just traveling along to arrive at the same conclusion. And I thought that's that's a gold mule of a chase sequence. It's either it ends up with you know they manage to snatch the dial off at the last minute, or they've taken maybe Helena prisoner and they get her back, but the dial goes missing, mm. or something has changed from the beginning of the sequence to the end of the sequence. And it was the same when he was chasing through um, in New York almost on a horseback. It's like nothing had changed from when the chase scene begun to when the mm. chase scene ended. Yeah, true. It was yeah. just filler in the middle of it happening, and they thought that that was enough. And it's not enough in a chase sequence. You need you needed to be a point why Indy is killing himself to get through the streets in time. And in that, it doesn't. He could have stayed in the hotel and just yeah. let, let it happen yeah. Yeah. and that's a, that was a problem but both of why the, the you know the keynote of an indie film wasn't there and also why it was such a long bloated film no i, I yeah and again i agree but I, I think that one of the one of the issues with this is that this is not a very well executed indiana jones film however yeah. it is a lot better than a lot of action films i've seen um and you know to be honest give me this over any star wars remake or marvel film <laughs> that i've seen in the last five years honestly you know if if i'm holding this up to raiders and the last crusade yeah it's 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 nowhere near as good it's just not as good but if i'm holding it up to any any of the star wars remakes or the latest ant-man film this is like a this is like a classic <laughs> so i think, so, I think so you may have a couple of straw men there to, to make <laughs> so, your case against <laughs> i mean i really i haven't seen many so i'm, I'm struggling really but of the ones i have seen no, this no, blows all no. of those out of the water this is sad though isn't it yeah, is it again which yes, one of the is. reasons yes, yeah, yes we, it is yeah, sad yeah you yeah, haven't yeah, mentioned the fact yeah, yeah, that this film was a, a huge flop and they it said was, the reason it was, was very is, expensive 300 million it could have cost mm. do you know how much raiders cost oh i bet it was almost nothing well no that's when not true, 20 but... million yeah exactly it yeah. made it for 20 million so the reason why he's chasing after two trucks and three nazis is because that's all they could afford but it was so magical the fact they did yeah. that it's like they could get a lot out of that but yeah well, yeah they... it's funny isn't it that the, the more money if your money isn't money isn't what makes a film good isn't it uh, we, we we talk about this some uh, weekend at Grumbies a lot the thing that makes a film for me anyway the thing that makes a film is the script first and foremost, the yeah. structure second, and the plot third. Yeah, yeah. If you get those three things right, anybody can be in it. It helps if there's a charismatic lead man or woman, right? Yeah. It helps that there's chemistry between the characters and the actors. All of that stuff is important. But but script, structure, plot, you get those three things right, you're going to have a good film. Yeah. If you don't get it's... those three things right, or if you get one or two of those three things right you're getting diminishing returns the thing with the thing with and the thing with this film is that i think i think you've got a weak plot a a, a, a middling structure um and, and a, a, a script that isn't great really yeah. but i i happen to think that the I happen to think that Harrison Ford is really good in this, despite the flaws that I, you know, yeah. I appreciate. He's an old man in this, and I think he's showing his age in this too much. Than that, you know, it should have been a slightly different film. I like Phoebe Waller Jones. Uh, Phoebe, what's her name? Phoebe Waller Bridge in this as well. She's, yeah, I think yeah. she's really good. Um, and so, you know, it balances it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so money, money certainly isn't everything at all. Tom Stoppard got paid a million to punch up the script. You're saying in a 300 million budget, they couldn't have found oh, another sure. million. To have yeah, someone yeah, punch I agree. That script. One of the other things on this as well, actually, is that um, I'm I, ups and downs with James Mangold as well, because, again, I say I think Logan is absolutely brilliant. Um, but 
I wasn't keen on 310 to Human. I know that you were. Um, and I've seen a few other of his films that I've kind of been a bit iffy about. And I, I, I think actually a lot of I know that Spielberg directed the previous one, which isn't very well regarded. But I think sometimes you only really Spielberg's a good example of this. He brings something you don't really you, there's nothing you can't tangibly understand what Spielberg brings unless it's not unless he's not there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it is. There's something about the heart or the or the. I think it's. I think it's heart. I think he also knows how to frame a, yeah. a movie, which is 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 yeah. a is a, is, certainly get, is exactly what you don't notice until it's gone, um, because yeah. you you don't watch a movie thinking that's good framing. He really had to, to to get that shot in. But yeah, yeah absolutely. the stuff he does um, that just draws you in and uses the language of cinema really cleverly. Yeah. Um, so you're absolutely. not absolutely. I so this is James Mangold. Sorry, he, he directed yeah. Logan, fantastic. He also directed The Wolverine, which is excretable. Oh yeah, so, terrible so got, that film. Yeah, he is, yeah, he's, he's he's got peaks and troughs. Yeah, peaks and troughs. Yeah, but then I suppose Spielberg does as well to a certain extent. Oh, there are, there are yeah. yeah, few of them. Um, I, I think um, I forgot what I was going to say now, but it was something around the fact that if this wasn't an Indiana Jones film, um, I don't think I uh, I don't know. There's this isn't a very good Indiana Jones film, but it is a, for me, it is a decent, it's a decent action film with some interesting um, themes in it. And I, you know, yes, it flopped big time, but um, I was really impressed with that final um, uh, entry into the Siege of Syracuse, etc., um, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. This is the second biggest flop that Disney has ever had in its entire history. The first oh, wow. being John Carter. Really, I quite like John Carter's mask. Me too. <laughs> I think I think that is a very underrated film. Yeah. I think that I think that Disney commissioning John Carter for something like three hundred and fifty million dollars is insane. Because <laughs> yeah. it was never going to make its money back. But if you don't, don't really tap into that 1920s yeah, market, exactly. you love the John Carter story. If you don't take it as a film that should have made money, that was just take it on its own merits. It's it's very decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, so John I don't Carter think there'll is... be another Indiana Jones film, to be honest. Which again is why you should have retired in the class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway we've rattled on long enough i think we have uh, we've um but yeah thank you for bearing with us through this very special crumbies join us as we shall oh, give yeah. um, Hang on, we're not giving this course oh sorry course, sorry course. I, I i interrupted you <laughs> please continue <laughs> I thought you were going to. I thought you going to close off. No, no, that was what we'd like to call mid-sentence, there, James. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got. I've only got one hundred and one other episodes to uh, take <laughs> take reference to. Let's have a jingle followed by the scores. Welcome back as we crack the whip one last time on Indiana Jones. James, would you like to go first and give it its score out of five floating crumpy heads? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's th this isn't this isn't a good film um, and there are a lot of problems with it. And you've described a lot of the kind of logical inconsistencies and the the, the, the silly plot points in the scripts, uh, which I don't think is great. Um, and if you know, in the in the Indiana Jones canon, it's it's a poor um it's a poor fourth 
having not seen the the other film, I guess really the 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 film in that context. Although I don't think it's actually that far off Temple of Doom. However, I was I was pretty entertained through it, and um, there were bits of it that I really liked. The bits of it I thought, you know, God, that's awful. The first the first thirty minutes or so, I was really this was a one, and then by the end, I thought I'd come round and I'm going to give it a three, three disembodied Crombie heads. Yeah, it's a three, low three, three but it's a yeah. three nevertheless. Okay. Um... I went into this with very low expectations and they were not met for me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, again, I, I don't dislike any of the actors in it, but I didn't enjoy this movie. I think the script is its, its worst of it. It's it's hugely bloated. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that the, the snap that you get in previous indies isn't there. There's, there's not really that you can... The, the character interaction is not really great between the, the characters in an indie film and it's not here. Um, and you were saying, were this not an Indiana Jones film? I, was, I, I mentally took myself out and tried to think, you know, with this you know, a national treasure, it would still be very bad for me. Mm. I thought it's, it's, um, it's just not very good in terms of its script, its plot, its execution. And I do think, you know, you'd, you'd only give a one star to a film that was, you know, morally objectionable. But I think firstly, mm. in denying, you know, Indy his, his agency at the end of his life, um, forcibly um yeah. not through convincing i think that's bad mm-hmm. whether it was the right choice or not and also i think actually the removal of shia labeouf's character um in a movie that is desperately fan servicing and therefore bringing back every indiana jones character who can walk upright uh, just for a walk-on part i thought removing him was not so much to make indy's story more tragic just a bit of fan service because he wasn't popular in the last one i felt that was a bit harsh too i could have you know he could have come mm-hmm. back for a curtain call so i think it's not a terribly good film it Basically, it's as you say, Disneyfied. It's trying to cram in as much fan service as possible while milking out a franchise for one last payday. And I'm actually quite glad it didn't make a good payday because it's not a good thing they did. Um, so it's a one for me. I did not enjoy it, and it should not have been made. And in fact, mm. its one benefit is I might look on the fourth one more favorably because yeah, George, say, George yeah. Lucas can't half mess things up sometimes, but he messes up on his own terms. And to be frank, I'd I'd give Crystal Skull another watch in my view. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, did you think this was better than Crystal Skull? No, it's it's been a it's been a sad <laughs> downhill journey. <laughs> Although again, I've only seen Crystal Skull once and hated it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm almost tempted to watch it again. <laughs> so I won't hate it as much because Crystal Skull again is another podcast. Let's not get into. That. Oh, okay, let's not get we, into. We've that, taken no. up enough of your time already. <laughs> yeah. But uh, until then, thank you for bearing with us mm. for this other very special Crombies. Um, we'll see if this gets out before the end of the year. Um, but if if not, I hope you catch our interview review. If not, I hope you enjoyed our interview review as we shall bid you a very happy and a very healthy 2024 at Crombies. Goodness me. Hang on. What's that? Good evening all. Did I say that? <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you said goodness me. Hang on then. Good evening all. <laughs> we can <the> crumbies. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, last podcast of the year. Almost. <laughs>